This is Coffee with Kerry. Each week we meet amazing people who are going to be challenged to step from behind their profession for a game show and interview whilst having lots of fun. If you're looking to inject more fun into your world, join us here every week. It's time to get on with the show. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Coffee with Kerry. I'm your host, Kerry Zab, and today we have another amazing guest that has been brave enough to come on the show and step through the rounds with me. So to introduce today's guest... Today's guest is Travis Brown and he is the creator, founder of Poddex and I'm super excited that Travis has decided to join me for a few rounds of Coffee with Kerry. All props to you, Travis, super brave coming on the show. It's great to have you here. I'm super stoked to be here. Thank you so much. I've been watching you on Instagram. I love what you're doing. So I always love to be able to go on shows that like you like, that you, you're watching. So it's an honor. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're very welcome, Travis. And mate, I'm glad you're sitting down because we've got a few things to step through and it's going to be a lot of fun. So appreciate you being here and we'll step into the first round. The first round is Travis, the mug shot. Did you bring your favorite mug for today's show? I, I did. It's just this simple white mug because I read somewhere that if you drink coffee out of a white mug or white cup, Somehow it tricks you into thinking it's stronger. That's why all the coffee places give you a white cup. So I thought, well, I'll just get some 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 white cups and maybe I'll think that this is kicking in a little stronger. Oh, that's an interesting concept. I haven't heard of that one before because I would have always thought then if it's going to be stronger, it'd have been a black cup, not a white cup. So you would think so, but interesting. Yeah. yeah. Love the concept. Awesome. Um, Travis, I've got a mug for today's show, and it is here we go, if you can see that. So it First says... I drink the coffee, then I do the things. That's amazing. Yeah, yep. this one is like my favourite. And just um, between you and I, Travis, my husband doesn't know this, but I actually started this show so I could collect coffee mugs. He thinks <laughs> it's it's all about the show and it's actually a secret kind of, you know, I wanted to make a collection of coffee cups, so I'm just buying heaps of coffee cups to bring onto the show. So <laughs> That's amazing. How do you take your coffee? I actually am a skinny latte with, oh, wow, I think I'm down to about quarter of a sugar. Like it's just just a, just a hint. Just a, yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit just to get that little, that little taste. Yeah. Nice. Little, so, little, yeah. so skinny latte is like skim milk or is it just like yep. 2%? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Skim milk. Um, I don't even know what percentage it is. I know it's very different from one country to another, but sure. yeah, super, super light milk just to, just to have that, that froth and, and that creaminess without overruling the coffee. Yeah. I've always been fascinated how when you go to a coffee shop and you add milk to coffee, it, it just triples in price. Somehow the milk is just so much more valuable to the coffee. But anytime you get a latte, it's like twice as much as just the old black cup of coffee. So yeah, very fascinating. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And the same thing happens over here, but um, more about the cows later, because I think it's the cows that bring the value. So, but we'll, we'll talk about that really soon. So okay. <laughs> Um, Travis, before we move on to the next round, can we just do a cheers with our mugs to the screen, please? Oh, of course. Cheers. Cheers. 
Thanks, Travis. Thanks for playing the mugshot. That's awesome. Moving into the next round. Travis, the next round is five fun facts about you. You might have noticed I've got a little board behind me and on that board are numbers 1 to 20. Your task is to choose five of those numbers to reveal your five fun facts. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay. Let's go Let's go with number nine. It's one of my favorite numbers. Yep. And number seven. Yep. And number 13. And number 11. Yep. And one. Oh. Excellent. Now, I got to tell you, I was a little relieved because when you said the mug shot, I thought you were going to pull up a mug shot of me uh, <laughs> and ex- show me to the world in all my it's glory. Like, yep. No, I didn't dive that far. I have not been spending that much time on Google, but um, okay, maybe... Great. Maybe that's something I can incorporate at another stage. <laughs> Season two. <laughs> awesome. Travis, I've got your numbers and I just want to point out no particular colour theme here. We just went for numbers themselves. Anything significant about any of these numbers, Travis? Well, uh, so seven is one of my favourite numbers. Nine is like throughout my birthday. Thirteen is my wife's birthday. Eleven is like... 7 sort of lucky numbers. And then I just thought one just to see what the first one is. Yep. Good idea. Good idea. Love it. All right. So we're going to step into the first question, number nine. And before I go, Travis, I just want to kind of put it out there that you chose these. It's not on me. So it's all your <laughs> fault. If it goes pear-shaped, it's, it's your fault. <laughs> Agreed. All right. So question number nine, Travis, are you a home chef or... Is it takeaway? Which do you prefer, the home mm. cooking or the takeaway meals? I like to cook, so I, yep. I would say home chef. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just today did a thousand dishes, and uh, I think I used every pot today, every pot and pan I had in my house. So, uh, oftentimes I pr- would prefer takeout for the easy cleanup, but I like smelling the aromas and things sizzling, and just you know, just uh, I think there's something to be said about like a home cooked meal. How about you? What do you, are you a takeout queen or is Gary I, cooking I used for you? to be, well, yeah, no, good point. Thank you for asking. So my husband is the chef of the house uh, traditionally. Since the great freeze of 2020, things have changed because I'm working at home and everything's kind of shifted in, in different directions. So I, ta- I kind of these days make my own only because he cooks certain things and otherwise it'd be a full restaurant by the time he catered to me and my daughter. <laughs> but I love takeaway love takeaway so i haven't been in as involved in the takeaway space since the freeze but um yeah if i could choose i'd probably just rush and grab takeaway for the convenience and the time saving yeah it's yeah no cleanup yeah super quick now does gary have any rules in the kitchen is it like when i'm in the kitchen everybody's out of the kitchen or does he like people kind of popping in and out 
We we actually work like synchronised in the kitchen. Like it's really weird once we get in that space, if we're both there at the same time, we have this like almost like a synchronised dance going on. We move around each other and don't bump into each other. Um, but I think if someone else hops in there, it gets a little bit messy because we don't don't gel well with others. So we're in unison, but if, you know, the daughter hops in, then it's not quite the same. But we've got this pattern where I cook first, he cooks second and daughter cooks third. So we're all kind of in and out at different stages okay. most of the time yeah i have question. this theory i have this theory that like no matter what cabinet or drawer i'm standing in front of is the one place everybody needs to be if i'm just leaning against the counter it's like everyone needs to be in the drawer that is right in front of me so always always agreed <laughs> agreed what is that who, who did that yeah, it's like a magnet <laughs> yeah all right next question is number seven what is something that you wish you still had? Something mm. that maybe from your childhood that you might have lost or, you know, a particular item that you had collected that's now gone. What, what's the answer to yeah, this one, so, Travis? Yeah, uh, so I have a really good answer for this. Um, I'm, so I'm a musician and there's sort of a rule that I've learned as I've gotten older, which is never sell any of your gear. And so over my uh, 25 years of being a musician, I've traded and sold gear and most of it I regret. So like you think you're going to upgrade to the next thing, but really you're losing a piece of your, your musical history. So probably, I would probably say like just my first guitar, just like, I know so many people that have their first guitar. And even though mine wasn't mm. that cool, I would love to be able to like give it to my kids and say, this was my first guitar and make it their first guitar. But you know, sometimes you just got to you got to try to parlay your next big uh, instrument. So definitely musical gear. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Good answer. Good answer, by the way. I need uh, to know your answer to these questions, though. What, what, what have oh, you? Uh, what have you? I love that you're throwing it back to me every time. That's that's awesome. I think for me it would be. I had, this is the dumbest thing, but I had this uh, frog. It was a teddy bear type of thing. And I used to lay on the floor with it and watch the cartoons on a Saturday morning. And I remember having that frog right up until I was probably from the age of about three right through to maybe 10 or something. And, and I called him Froggy, you know, and, and it was just, yeah. And now it would barely fit on my chest. But back when I was little, it was probably felt like the size of the room, you know, but yeah, and yeah. it was all kind of squished and mangled, and I'm sure it got dirty and stained. I think it got washed a few <laughs> times, but Froggy was Froggy yeah. was mine, and he was cool. And if I still had that, that would be that would be nice. Yeah. So when you turned ten, you just got too cool for it. You're like, I don't need this frog anymore. I think it just vanished one day. I think it was a case of a cleanup, you know, maybe a, a little bit of a, mm. a house house arrest maybe type of thing where intervention of, <laughs> of your childhood came through and, and a lot of the toys got, yeah. got thrown out or upgraded or whatever. So, yeah, Froggy's gone. Oh, oh poor yeah. Froggy. <laughs> All right, next question number 13, Travis, is what kind of morning person are you? Do you bounce out of bed or do you hit snooze 15 times? Mm. Uh, lately... I've been hitting snooze because I am doing more stuff at night, which I usually don't do. I'm usually like in bed by like nine mm -hmm. o'clock, but now I'm doing so I'm like staying up a little too late. So then I'm a little groggy in the morning, but I, I had a great run where I was getting up at 5am every day and having what I call dad time where it was just coffee. It was quiet, but, uh, 
yeah, I've been staying up later. So I need to get back into the routine of just like firing out of bed because, uh, you know, as you get older, I just think it's, you just don't bounce back like you used to. You can't stay up all night and then like just fire out of bed like a rocket. Mm, are you, uh, are you a snoozer? Or are you a fire out of bed? I, I imagine, can I guess? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay. I imagine that you pop right out of bed. Most of the time. Most of the time until I do the late night kind of, oh, I just want to get a few more things done. Yeah. I want to, you know, polish the website or I'm playing with a new toy or something like I, I try and traditionally, you know, it's in the 5 to 6 a.m. kind of slot that I'm bouncing out of bed. But I think, you know, that candle's getting burnt at both ends way too many times <laughs> and I need more sleep time to build more candles. That's that's where I'm at at the moment. So snooze is hopping in there a little bit more than I'd like, I confess. Well, sleep is very important. If you research yeah. sleep, it is one of the most important. It's linked to almost all kinds of great health benefits. So I'm on mm. board with sleeping a little later. Yeah, yeah. And it's to the point now where some of my friends are sending me those kind of articles. Kerry, you should be reading this. You need to take this in. And it's like, okay, I will. <laughs> I will. I will. Yeah, but you're right. It is important. So we all should get enough sleep to keep us going and, and recharge those batteries. Definitely. All right. Next question is number 11. Travis, are you a pet owner? Yes, I actually have two cats. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I have one cat. His name is Styles Bitchley. And then I have another cat named Gus. And so I got the cats when me and my wife moved in together when we were first dating. And then... Um, Several years later, I was just feeling like poo-poo all the time. I just wasn't feeling good. And so I started to go to the doctor and getting all these tests done. And finally, they said, go to an allergist. So I get the allergy test where they poke your back with a bunch of different stuff. And then whatever mm -hmm. swells up, you're allergic to. Well, uh, they said, oh, well, good news. You're, you're allergic to something. And I said, what? And they said, cockroaches and cats. Oh. Yeah which I didn't even know you could be allergic to cockroaches, but no. uh, so I don't have any of those in my house, but I have two cats. And so they said, whatever you do, just minimize, you know, the cats being in your bed. And I'm like, have you ever met a cat? Like I don't own it. It owns me. Like, <laughs> so, so I'm just, I'm just riding it out. I'm just uh, taking lots of allergy medicine and sneezing a lot. And uh, I, well, I can't give them away. I can't get rid of them, no. you know? So uh, I'm going to yeah. just ride it out, and then one day I will probably never have cats again. <laughs> That's time is coming, yes, once they're... So, um... so tell me that you got a pet frog. No, but they are in the garden. Oh. I do hear them in the garden. They're out there. So okay. for sure, maybe maybe that's gravitating towards me to replace little froggy over time. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, good idea. Um, we have a dog and two cats and they're outdoors, but the dog comes in and, and visits from time to time. She has her mat and she's well trained. My husband did a lot of work in training her from a puppy. And yeah, she's very, very well behaved. So really, really happy with, with our arrangement of animals. Animals and I would love to have more, like probably a bird or some chickens and that kind of stuff. But yeah, we live in the burbs, so probably not a good idea okay. to create a zoo in the <laughs> suburbs here, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, I love animals. And we had fish. We had fish for a while. My husband was into the whole tropical fish type of space as well. So yeah, pets are good. Travis, last question and then you're out of the hot seat for a while. This is question okay. number one. Ah, oh, favorite 
toy as a child? Legos, 100% oh, Legos. Good choice. I, it's, it's funny because I loved, well, I still like building things, but I am so bad, <clears throat> like I'm a creative person, so I'm very unorganized, but Legos, like they give you the directions and I would follow the directions and I would build these things. And now I, I think if somebody just gave me Legos, I would just build whatever I wanted. Mm -hmm. Because I've I've fallen off the deep end of being a creative squirrel, but uh, Legos were something. I was actually a Lego maniac. So when you were a kid, you could like submit and you get this certificate from Zach, the Lego maniac, that you were also a Lego maniac. Mm. So, um, and that might have been a better answer for what I missed from being a kid. I had a huge box of Legos that my parents got rid of, and that would have been nice too. So, mm. besides Froggy, what was your favorite toy? Um, I was probably into the little race car circuits, you know, the ones with all the pieces that join together and you press the little button in your car, just like phew, yeah, straight off. Cars. Yeah, straight off the track. That was, that was a pretty cool toy, I confess. And the other one was the Tonka trucks. Oh man, I'm not a, am I a girl? I, I'm a girl. I, I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> you might've been a tomboy. Yeah, definitely. I grew up on a farm, so it was pretty cool to get out there and get the Tonka trucks in the dirt and make mounds and, you know, pretend that they, yeah. uh, I don't know, it was almost reminds me of the monster truck type of thing that I, I got into later in life. So yeah, kind of that kind of. Well, back then the Tonka trucks were like made out of metal. They were like real sturdy trucks. Now they're all just it's all plastic stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. And and now our grandson has this little, almost like a Tonka truck, but something different. And it's got this switch on it and you press it and it goes forwards and you press it and it goes backwards. And it makes all these like groany sounds and beep, beep, beep for reverse and everything. Yeah. We didn't have that. We just had a truck. No, you had to yeah. Yeah, use your imagination. You made the, the noises with your mouth. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Awesome. Good stuff. Five fun facts about Travis and a little bit about Kerry as well. Appreciate that so much. And we're going to move into the next round. But before we do, just got something coming in here. Late breaking moves. Ooh. Told you there was a cow coming. <laughs> so the <laughs> late breaking moves today. Uh, Travis, uh, tell me a little bit more about this because this has come in from an unknown source that you might have several songs that you've written for TV and film. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, like I told you, I was, I'm a musician at heart and uh, for a, a very uh, long period of my life, I was a professional musician. I traveled the country, I played shows and uh, at some point my band got to a level that was enough to get us a manager, right? So, you know, podcasting and music's a lot of the same. We all want an audience. We all want to make it big. So, you know, you, you need a record label and a manager if you're a band. So we got a manager, and our manager had connections in L.A. to TV shows and movies. So she started submitting our songs to these TV shows and movies, and they started putting them in. And we just thought that was cool. But the cool part was when we got checks in the mail, for royalties for having your song on TV shows and movies. It was like, wow, this is real. This is really cool. So yeah. So I've got songs yeah. on um, TV shows like Smallville. Um, there's a film with uh, Joaquin Phoenix called Reservation Road. Another film called Fred 2, which is a kid's movie. And a bunch of other like weird TV shows like Laguna Beach and The Mountain. So uh, really just really fun because it kind of the thing I like about music which is 
kind of the thing I like about books and podcasting is you sort of can immortalize yourself, right? So they say that you're really dead when some, when people stop mentioning your name, right? That's when you really die. Mm. And so if you have these little things out there that kind of live on, it's kind of like, I don't know, an extended life. So um, huge music fan, and I'm very lucky to have had that experience uh, in my life. Yeah. You made it. You made it. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, Travis, we're going to move into the next round. The next round is a food or a word, and it could be I've brought something for today's episode, and it it's I think it's a little bit Aussie. It's probably not all Aussie, but it's a little bit Aussie. So I've got a couple of a couple of examples of the food today, okay. and this is I'm going to show both of them. They're actually uh, like hard boiled lollies. Now, these ones in oh, particular have come from a company called the Outback Rock Candy Company. So they call it rock candy because it's it's like a rock. It'll break your teeth. Like that's how intense oh, no. it is. And they come in different shapes and sizes. Like this one is the raspberry drops and that's like quite large. And then these little guys here are the little baby boiled lollies that I just remember as a kid mm -hmm. growing up with these things and they call these the tiny tots. But this one is super cool because all those different colours represent different flavours. So, for example, the pink one is like a musk. I think the yellow is the lemon. The green is like a lime. And then I think there's even a multicoloured one in here that's apple. It's like red and green in the same Ooh. lolly. So that's pretty cool. Um, do you guys have anything like this over there? Yeah, I think they call it jawbreakers. So it's like a big ball. Yeah, they're called jawbreakers because they're rock hard and you kind of suck on it until you think you could bite into it and then you know, hopefully you don't break your jaw. So I think that would be the closest equivalent to the rock candy is a jawbreaker. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that, that brings me back to this guy because he's a lot larger and yeah. I get so impatient. I just crunch the shit out of him. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I can't help it. I just, <laughs> I just, I, I don't have the patience. I want the flavor. Give me the flavor. And, and having something roll around in my mouth, I'm normally, you know, on the phone or, you know, podcasting or clubhouse. Yeah, be... yeah, yeah. yeah. Just get it done, you know, get it done. But um, I thought, I thought you might whip out a, a thing of Vegemite and show it to me. I thought about it. I did. It, it is on the list. It will be start on the show in, in future episodes, but I kind of everybody, the feedback I've been getting from the Vegemite is very mixed. I think there's a bit of controversy around the Vegemite. So I thought I'll Ooh. just lay that one away for a little bit longer. Have you had Vegemite, Travis? I have not, but my big reference to that is men at work. When, uh, we come from a land down under, mm -hmm. you know, she made me a Vegemite sandwich. So, yep. um, also if you're not hip to Colin Hay, who is the lead singer of men at work, he does some amazing music now. Mm. Um, so that's my only, that's my only reference point. Is it like mayonnaise? Is it like, describe it to me. Um, it would go with traditionally Vegemite goes on a sandwich. So you got pieces of bread and a bit of butter and then you put the Vegemite. They've started to change the landscape of Vegemite quite a lot lately. They brought out a cheesy mite. So it's like cheese 
and Vegemite spread together, which was not a bad combination. I don't think it quite took off as they expected um, because we just like the traditional stuff. But the interesting part about Vegemite is everybody has it in different thicknesses because some just like it light, some really cake it on, you know. So I think that's like here for us, that's the big controversy as to how you have your Vegemite, whereas for others in the world, it's like, what is that, you know, and people that have tried it have actually said that it's a little bit gross. Um, Some people love it and, yeah, it's a love-hate thing, you know. it's it's. What does it taste like? Um, I would (laughs) – I would, if I had to describe it, I would call it like think of gravy intensified into a salty paste. That's Ooh, that's how okay. I would describe Vegemite. It's very, very rich. Very so. Think of a concentrated gravy. So it's like all burnt down almost. It hasn't got a burnt flavour to it, but the colour represents you know because it's mm-hmm. practically black. Um, and then it's definitely got this salt salt about it so yeah okay pretty pretty intense stuff yeah yeah <laughs> so travis uh, what's something you might have on your side of the globe that i might not be familiar with hmm well i'm in chicago we're 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 known for hot dogs and deep dish pizza mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys have deep dish pizza i would presume australia's hip to the deep dish yep yep um i'm trying to think of what we might have that you might not we have uh in and out Burger. I don't know if you've ever had in and out Burger. No, what's that? Oh, it's a, it's a legendary burger chain that's only available on the West Coast of the United States. Oh. And they make everything fresh, and the workers there are like stockholders. Ooh. And so everyone's very happy because they're getting paid to make burgers. Yeah. And, uh, but they've, they've done a really good, good job. This is a really good lesson for everybody is like, they, they didn't expand, so they just it's only West Coast. It will always only be West Coast, which makes anybody from the East and East Side and Midwest, anytime you go to the West Coast, you have to go to In-N-Out Burger because you just can't get it. So not being everywhere is mm. also a marketing play. Yeah, exclusivity. I like that. I like that. In and out burger. So what makes that so special for you as the consumer? What do you find awesome about it? Well, it's it's delicious, first of all. It's fresh. It's not like uh, you know, McDonald's, they just pull it out of a tray and slap it on there. It's it's a it's a fresh burger that's made. They do something called you can order it uh animal style which is like onions and this like sauce on there that nobody else has and i don't know it's just uh i think it's more like i think if i could get it any time it obviously wouldn't be as special Mm -hmm. but uh it just tastes great it's just it's it's like a really fun experience Mm, yeah yeah i i can't help but get stuck on McDonald's, to be honest, because I love, love me some Maccas. That is pretty cool stuff. And um, I think, do you guys call it Mickey D's, I think, from time? Yeah, we call it Mickey D's, yep, yeah. Yep. Maccas. Golden Arches. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Maccas is the, the term that we use over here traditionally, just because we shorten every word in, in the English language. Um, but, yeah, Maccas is definitely high on my list. And you know what? Like, it's not even that... It's it's that thing of you look forward to it, you eat it, you like it, but then you're sad afterwards. Like yeah. <laughs> that's the perfect description of McDonald's. I, I, oh I don't God. I don't even know how that happens, but a hundred percent. It's like you're 
you get excited about it and then you're like you're doing it and it tastes good in the moment and then you're like why did i do that yeah. i know better than that yeah exactly so can i ask one more question yeah. get, can you give me another example of how like a word that you would shorten as an aussie like like <sighs> oh i've got a really good one so you guys have a gas station right and I think in the UK, they call it a service station. And we mm -hmm. also have service stations. So that's like a petrol station. We call it a servo. A servo. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. We can't be all bothered right. saying all of these words. Like we just bring it right back to something <laughs> super simple, you know, like, yeah, you know, can't help it. It's the Aussie way. I love it. Yeah. We need to take that trend over here and just shorten everything up. I mean, we're, we're kind of getting there with the slang, the internet slang, like LOL and all that stuff, but that's a lot more fun. Servo. I'm going to start calling all gas stations servos. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's super simple. You know, got to go to the servo and, and, you know, and then you can talk about what you're going to do, but who wants to because it's just putting petrol in the car. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like we call it petrol. You guys probably call it gas or gasoline, you know, so for us gasoline, it's, yeah. it's petrol or, or for, you know, for those that have diesel cars, you might grab some diesel or you could have a gas car. And that's interesting because we have cars on gas, like LPG type of gas. So then, yeah, everybody's got a, a different vehicle that they drive, but yeah, servo, servo is the word. Yeah. Travis, we're going to move away from all the words and all the fun things as much as I'd love to stay on that. I think it's time to move on to the next round. Travis, the next round for you is Survivor Challenge. Now, this is not, All right. not the normal Survivor Challenge because it's Coffee with Kerry, but I think you'll keep up with this one. So Survivor Challenge for you, Travis, is you need to choose three companions. They can be celebrities by their name or by their character. You're going to be stuck on a deserted island. You have no supplies and you're going to be there forever. Those three names of the celebrities or characters that you are going to take with you are going to help you survive on this deserted island. So have a bit okay. of a think about it. And and Travis, I'd like to take the opportunity. Would you like some thinking music? Yes, I would love some thinking music. Excellent. Got it. Got it? I got it. Ooh, quick. Love it. All right. So I'm gonna go deep with some of these references. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna show my I'm gonna show my age a little bit. All right. So first, I'm taking MacGyver. Mm. All right. MacGyver is a TV show from the 80s where this guy could take a stick of gum and turn it into a bomb if he wanted to. So MacGyver is gonna come in super handy because there's gonna be a lot of fixing stuff up right yep. or just like making stuff we need love it and then i'm gonna take bob vila because he knows how to build stuff so we're gonna build an amazing place to live on this island mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. and then macgyver can like wire it all up or do whatever he does and then i think i'm gonna go with like wolfgang puck Ooh. so we can catch some stuff and then he could cook it up and we can have some awesome food mm -hmm. i think that's my that's my trio the three amigos and then me and i don't know what i would do i guess i would start a podcast on this island and interview them continuously forever 
<laughs> I love that idea. I definitely love that idea. But let, let's step through each of these characters because my first mm-hmm. question for the three characters is how are they going to get along? Mm, okay. So so I feel like Bob Vila is probably a pretty nice guy. Mm-hmm. I feel like he wouldn't be very angry. MacGyver might be a little rough around the edges, so I don't know. I don't really remember if he was a nice guy or not, but he may be the outlier. Mm-hmm. And then from what I remember about Wolfgang Puck, he's pretty calm as well. Mm-hmm. So if anything, they're going to kick me off the island because I'm going to be jabbering away, asking them what they're doing or asking them to build me something or make me food. So, yeah, I think they might get along OK. I do. I think that Bob Vila would want MacGyver to help create some weird thing. They both probably like food, so we're going to mm-hmm. love Wolfgang Puck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. And I can, That's a good I, question. I can really picture you. It's funny, like I've got this vision now of you on this deserted island with your microphone and, you know, like your P4 or something happening in the background and, and these guys are trying to work and, and get, you, get you all into this whole we're going to survive space and then you just want to like chat with them and talk through what they're doing and, and interview them on the fly. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I hope they don't kick you Am off. I wearing a grass skirt? Or like, what am I wearing? Just a leaf? Uh, you can choose, buddy. You can. It's your <laughs> island. I think you have the choice on that one. So um, okay. I'm liking the idea of the grass skirt. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's the move. Yeah, because it's like you get a little coverage, but like there's airflow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's probably it's gonna be a hot island. I think. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and next question, going back to each of those people so you've got some survival skills like Wolfgang is just going to make incredible stuff I think that that's key we've got to eat right like we have to eat yes regardless of where we are like that's just a given um I'm not that familiar with Bob Feller I confess he's Bob Vila yeah yeah. so Bob Vila is a guy who's like he's a home improvement guy so he's this super nice guy who would show you how to renovate your bathroom or how to build a man cave in your garage and he would walk he was like Bob Vila was basically like YouTube yep. before there was YouTube like how do I do this in my house mm-hmm. and so I hope he's still alive we'll have to google that at some point <laughs> Gary I need a fact check but <laughs> yep. Bob Vila is yeah the equivalent of like a YouTube home improvement guy who was just on TV doing mm-hmm. so would I reference cross reference that to Tim the Toolman Taylor I'd say that Tim the Toolman Taylor was probably semi-based on Bob Vila. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was the other guy? Al? Yep, yep. Ah. Oh. Okay, I think Al was a little more Bob Vila than, gotcha. than Tim the Toolman. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep, love it. Awesome. Well, Travis, props to you, buddy. I think you've survived. You've done really, really well. Oh, I did? Yep. <laughs> yep, for sure. Oh, good. Yay. For sure. We are going to move into the last round. The last round is new to the show, Travis. So I've got a little surprise here. And the last round is... Oh, I love wheels. Isn't it cool? Yes. Just got to get it where it's it's not got a reflection. You're so creative, Carrie. Sometimes, sometimes. All right. So, Travis, um, being that you can't reach through the screen and spin the wheel, I will spin it on your behalf. And then we're going to talk about whatever comes out of the wheel spin. We've got multiple words on the wheel. Are you ready? I'm ready. Spin away. 
Yes, give it a good, give it a good whacker. Big money, big money. Oh, Travis, can you say that? No. Does it say warning? Warning. 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 So, Travis, this has revealed a, a, a quite an interesting topic that I want to talk to you about, and it's a bit of a question. There is a question involved here. And what the warning means, if you came with a warning label, what would it say? Mm. I've thought about this one a lot. Um, probably warning sarcasm may occur. Something to that effect of just uh, don't take everything that comes out of my mouth as verbatim. Uh, yeah, war sarcasm may uh, would be a good warning label. Side effects may uh, include sarcasm. <laughs> love it, love it. That's good. That's how about you? What would your warning label say? I gotta know. Okay, I'll be brutally honest based on some of my recent activities. My warning label would say, warning may contain foul language. Oh, nice. Yeah. I love it. Bad. I love bad. it. I've got the potty mouth really, really bad. I, I restrict myself. I contain myself as best as I can. But then there's moments where it just comes out. I can't help it. It's just a thing. <laughs> It feels good, you know? It's like the co the combination of letters, it just it emphasizes what we're trying to say so much. Yeah, and when I do it, it comes from a place of passion, like I'm really passionate about something. Or sometimes you're just having a good time with people and you just want to, you know, you just want to really sometimes pick on people and, and, you know, focus some attention in, in fun ways, not in bad ways. I would never swear at yeah. someone. It's always in, in fun and yeah, Reference. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the passion, the passion. I love through. that. I love people who swear. I do. Cause I think that I, I, I've read somewhere that people who swear are more intelligent mm -hmm. than other people, even though they may not sound more intelligent, there's an intelligence factor. Gary, oh. I need a fact check. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Love it. And I'm just going to put it out there that our surname is Zab. So my husband is Gary Z. Okay. Unlike so Gary. You're pretty close to. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just putting it out there. Does he swear as much as Gary V does? No, no, he's not the swearer. I, I wear that hat in the family for sure. For sure. Okay. <laughs> Travis, we're at the end of the show. Now, before we wrap it up, I would love you to tell us where we can get in touch with you. The, the you know, like let's talk about before we wrap it up, let's talk about pod decks, shall we? Because sure. I think there's a lot to be said about pod decks and also your podcast, what you got going on. So I'd love to take a moment of of, of your time and and get that get that awesome stuff out of you. Yeah, absolutely. Before we do that, I have one favor to ask mm -hmm. your audience. Sure. I want you guys to just press pause and go give this show a five-star review. You can see how creative Carrie is, how much effort she has put into this show. She's not just car washing interviews through. She's made it really fun. I've never seen anything like this, ever. No. So you're experiencing something that's really amazing, and the least you could do, it costs you nothing. All you have to do is just press pause and then go give her a review right now. Aww. All right, now that you're back... Let me tell you a little bit about Travis. So um, so I have a company called Poddex, and I make 
unique interview questions and episode starting prompts for podcasters. So the idea of it is that you should never have an excuse to not be able to record or have a great conversation ever again. And I think this is a perfect place to promote this because Carrie is doing something incredible where she's almost gamified a podcast interview. Well, not almost. She's gamified a podcast interview. And so you might not be as creative as Carrie. You might not have the time to research and do make these amazing wheels and stuff, but you can get pod decks and you can just shuffle up, pull a card and just inspire an amazing conversation. So if you don't like physical things, you can also get our app. So we have a, the Poddex mobile app and there's over 4,000 questions. There's a toolbox full of all my favorite creator gear. There's uh, monthly giveaways. I give away a new piece of gear every single month and it's just, it's just so much fun. And then uh, my podcast is actually called Podcast Builder Club because I help podcasters grow top rank shows. So uh, I give little snacks, little pieces of advice, little tips and tricks, things I'm experimenting with and I share the results with you so you can get the same results. And uh, it's so much fun. And so uh, podcasting is everything to me. I do editing, I do coaching, I have Poddex uh, products and it's the best medium in the world. It's just absolutely the most fun mm. thing that you could do. So uh, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, but you're like, I just don't know what to do, um, you can go to free.poddex.com and I will send you uh, my episode deck, which is 50 unique episode starting prompts. So you'd almost have a year's worth of content in the palm of your hand. Mm -hmm. And all I would ask is that you cover the shipping cost and I'll send you the deck. So uh, if that sounds like a good offer, you can take me up on it. Love it. Love it. Travis, amazing stuff you got going on. Uh, final question before we wrap it up. What's your favorite part about podcasting? I think my favorite part about podcasting is like authenticity, just being able to do something in a way that's not necessarily perfect, but I get to emote in a way and tell stories and try to inspire. So I feel like blogging's not for me. Mm -hmm. I don't have a face for video. Um, you know, I'm not a writer, but like, storytelling is embedded in me from a songwriter standpoint. Mm -hmm. And so for me to take that and turn it into just the spoken word, it comes very naturally to me. But I think that podcasts have changed my life in a way that books haven't and blogs haven't and videos haven't where I've been able to sit and rub elbows with people that I admire and just like feel like I'm at the table. And I've been able to connect with amazing people like you through yeah. this medium. So it's really just this really powerful thing that we all have access to and and really anybody can do so it's a level playing field so i just think it's like it's a really great just thing to have in our lives mm, i agree i agree definitely and great answer by the way travis we're going to wrap it up and to do that i need to press the button so we can play the outro music and have a little dance all right but let's dance thank you for being on the show i really appreciate your time this has been a lot of fun thank you so much for having me carrie Thanks for tuning in to Coffee with Kerry. You can catch us weekly and I'd love to receive your rating or personal review. See you next week.